On today's show, some underrated rookies looking to make an impact for their respective teams this year, and our second-ever guests, OHL and Junior C Scout Sebastian Jackson, all coming up on Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, I break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakash. I'm a scout and prospect analyst across multiple platforms, including this one. And I've got a special one for you today. So first off, I'm going to talk you through some impact rookies who are flying under the radar this season uh, for the respective teams. Everyone from Matias Michelli to Caden Gooley. And then we've got a very special guest from Smart Scouting and the Wellesley Applejacks, Sebastian Jackson, will be joining me to talk OHL prospects and everything scouting related. Um, so before we get into any of that, though, just make sure to, uh, to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. It's always much appreciated. So let's get right into it. Um, I wanted to break down a couple prospects who have highlighted who maybe don't get the mentions that they deserve, um, but genuinely have been doing great work for their respective teams. I'll start with a prospect from the Arizona Coyotes who kind of most of the time fly under the radar for their prospects, and that's Matias Michelli. So first, he leads all NHL rookies in points right now. So it's kind of weird to call him underrated because uh, literally statistically, uh, there's no one above him in terms of points. He's got a goal and nine assists for 10 points in 15 games uh, for the Coyote, uh, for the Coyotes. But for me, I don't see him mentioned very much in Calder conversations. Um, so I thought I'd give him a mention here as, as one of my underrated prospects for today. He's a tremendous playmaker. He understands the ice extremely well. He can find seams and and open them up for his teammates. And and I really like the way that he's able, able to predict play and, and play passes into areas for his teammates. On top of that, he's got very, very good stick handling. And to me, this was a fantastic pickup in uh, the fourth round in 2019 for the Coyotes. He was drafted 98th overall. Um, so he's not doing bad for a fourth round pick so far. And most of those don't make the NHL. Um, the thing with Michelli is he was um, he, he's always been undervalued at the draft. I remember his his draft year in 2019. I saw the stat lines. I saw the way he played. And I was really impressed with what I was seeing from Michelli. But for some reason, no teams picked up really on, on what was going on with him. And, um, you know, that's why it's it's pretty important when you see a prospect who leads his league by that much in points. Um, I don't remember the exact stat line, but something like 70-ish points in 40 games in the um, Junior 20 League in, in Finland. Um, when you see a player dominate that much in his league and no one else in his draft year is, is, in, is in that range, he's always worth a consideration, um, regardless of the play. Uh, so I was surprised to see him slip all the way to the fourth round. He probably would have been second or third rounder in my eyes, but um, he slipped all the way down to Arizona, and they're more than happy with that selection. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he's been doing extremely well. And since he's leading the rookie uh, the rookie class in points right now in the NHL, um, you might see him creep up and up in, in terms of uh, prospect rankings for the Calder Trophy. I'd be surprised if he actually wins it, but he certainly deserves a mention based on how he plays right now. He plays like a pro already. You wouldn't guess that he's a rookie. Um, 
so yeah, I've been extremely impressed with Matias Michelli. Moving on from him, I've got JJ Paterka of the uh, Buffalo Sabres. He's got three goals and five assists for eight points in 15 games so far for the Sabres. He's a hard-nosed, versatile, um, you know, transition forward. He's extremely great in transition so far. It, it, it really, he's one of those players that you feel like he's been playing the game forever. I mean, he, he, he just he looks like a pro at such a young age. He was the 34th overall pick only in 2020. Um, he's still very young, and and you see a lot of promise from his game. He just seems like a professional player. He might not be the type of guy who's going to drive a line every night, but he's got enough skill and enough intensity to to be an impact player for Buffalo already. He's leading their four check. He's doing great things on and off the puck. Uh, for me, he's definitely worth a mention. Um, after that, I've got one player who I've always had my eye on ever since I started scouting uh, for Dauber Prospects as their New Jersey Devils writer, and that's Fabian Zetterland. Zetterland, for me, was the type of prospect that I was always higher on than everyone else. Um, I remember Devils fans kind of laughing at the fact that I had him in my top 10 Devils prospects at a time where you know they had some very, very decent prospects in the pipeline. Um, they still do, but especially back then, I mean, I mean, it seemed like putting Zetterland in in the range that I had him was, sign, was sort of um, frowned upon. But since then, he's proven me right. He's got six points in 10 games so far this year. Um, he, he also leads the entire NHL in shots on goal per game. He's got 27 shots in 10 games. So he leads all rookies in that metric. Um, and this is a player who last year put up eight points in 14 games. So he's already got, you know, some experience at the NHL level. He's been working out really well so far. He's a fast paced, intense um, player on and off the puck, especially on four checks. You see him battle for pucks, um, you know, stick his nose in the boards and get come out with the puck. He's got good puck skills as well. This is the type of prospect that I could see work his way up the lineup as a support winger and, and really have a solid impact in the future for the New Jersey Devils. Um, again, this is a guy that was higher on than most because I like the intensity. I like the combination of intensity and smarts. Um, and on top of that, he had he had a baseline in terms of puck skills. It's not like he was a, a bad player on the puck either. Um, so he had the intensity, he had the smarts, and he had a baseline in terms of puck skills. He's also a pretty, pretty good skater. So that combination of skills at such a young age got me sold, and I'm glad he's turned out as he has. Um, it just made me more, you know, confident in my assessments, even early in my career, you know, everyone, when they're starting off in the career, they've got some doubts about what they see and, and, and whether, you know, they're right about certain prospects, but having these sorts of, of home runs in, in my back locker, um, in terms of Zetterland and players like that, that I was right on from the start, it, it kind of gives me a boost when I'm, when I'm going ahead and scouting more prospects. So that's definitely one player that I've always had my eye on as a, as a decent prospect who's proven me right. And then finally, I wanted to mention, now the Habs have three very solid, well, technically four very solid rookie prospects on defense this year. They've got uh, Jordan Harris, Jonathan Kovacevic, uh, Arbor Jackye, and the player that I'm going to mention today, who is Caden Gooley. So he actually, he's second among all NHL rookies for time on ice uh, per game behind only Owen Power, who has... Um, already taken charge of that Buffalo blue line and has made it his. He's not having the best, you know, season statistics wise, production wise, but um, he looks extremely mature. He's leading play. Uh, to me, Gooley is is sort of in that same mold of a player who's going to be extremely defensively capable and responsible while also providing some offensive upside. The thing with Caden Gooley is um, in his draft year, he wasn't the player that he is today. Gooley had a lot of trouble staying calm under pressure. As soon as there was a four checker on him, either you know heading towards him or, or chasing him, but from behind, 
he would panic and throw the puck up the ice the first opportunity he got. So to see that that drastic change in his game from one season to the next, especially as he as he developed in um, in Prince Albert and then finally got traded to the Edmonton Oil Kings, I think it's trade to the Oil Kings and when you saw the biggest change in Gouli. Um, and the main change with him is he started activating a lot more. So he was he was getting the puck in favorable areas to explore his offensive side and learn to stay calm under pressure. Before Joel Edmondson came back, Edmondson was injured for the start of the season. Um, there were a couple of games where he was leading the entire Canadians team in time on ice as a rookie playing on the top pair with um, a, a, a defenseman who's tough to watch, let's say, in, in, in uh, David Savard. So he was sharing ice time with a defenseman who's extremely defensively minded and doesn't necessarily favor transition play. So you might look at his advanced stats and see some iffy stuff, but um, in terms of the eye test, he was passing it in flying colors. So I was really, really impressed with Gouli, and that's why he deserves a mention here. He's also got a goal and six assists for seven points in 15 games, which isn't too bad for a defenseman who's, you know, primarily, you know, blocking rushes, defending rushes, throwing the body um, and, and making plays physically. So that's it for the first segment. Now we're going to head into uh, my discussion with Sebastian Jackson from Smart Scouting and the Wellesley Applejacks right after these messages. First off, I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. If you got that many people on board, you're definitely doing something right. Simply Safe's priority is your safety. They protect you using cutting-edge security tech powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who've always got your back. I love what Simply Safe has to offer. From crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras to full control of your system from your phone with their app and smarter ways to detect real break-ins so you aren't pestered with uh, false alarms while you're going about your workday. Uh, they've got sensors for everything from burglaries to fires to floods and other threats to your home. They've really got you covered. You can customize your perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so again, this is Locked On NHL Prospects, and I've got a very good guest for you today. His name is Sebastian Jackson. Uh, he's an OHL scout for Smart Scouting. He is a junior C scout for the Wellesley Applejacks and a committee member for the Black Girl Hockey Club. Uh, how you been, Sebastian? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, so I just wanted to sort of, you know, ask you some questions about the Kitchener Rangers. I know you follow them pretty closely and they've got a lot of very interesting prospects for this year's uh, draft and in terms of drafted prospects as well. Let's start with who I think is probably the best player uh, in Francesco Pinelli. Um, have you seen any progression in his game since his draft year? Yeah, uh, quite a bit. Um, maybe not on the offensive side. I think that that was naturally always going to come, mm-hmm. but uh, we've seen him become a more rounded player. Um a lot better in the face-off circle. Uh, he bulked up. He's a lot more physical, um, a lot heavier on pucks. Um, and we've seen the leadership really um, come in. Because remember, he was named captain uh, after only one season because of the gap in, in the schedule from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You really start to see him take a leadership on the ice. He's always guiding players, letting them know where they need to be. Um, and he, he, he sees the play well. He... Uh, you know he can he, he just makes reads like i said he's able to to slow things down calm things down on the ice and let players know like hey you've got to be going over here you've got to be on the four track he's he's very good um 
like I said, the offense, it, it just, it's come natural. It's what you'd expect from a, a fourth year, you know, in quotations, fourth year player. Yep. Um, it's uh, he's, he's been producing around a point a game most nights, even when he's not contributing on the score sheet, you notice him in the game. So he's, he's taking that next step. He'll be, he'll be a fine piece in the AHL next season. Yeah, for sure. I've always thought that Pinelli was genuinely one of the smartest prospects in his draft year. I had him actually in the top 10. Um, that might've been too high given where he went, but I mean, I'm, I'm really sold on, on hockey sense and he's got that in spades and, to hear him add defensive elements and physical elements, it's always very promising uh, for a player whose main attribute was offense and, and offensive reads. So um, I really like what I've seen from him so far as well. Um, now, for a brand new prospect uh, that the Kitchener Rangers picked up uh, this season in Philip Mashar, uh, what do you like from him so far? Well, he's a he's a pro player. Um, Touching on on Pinelli for a minute, the pro like a lot of the issues that the Rangers are having early on is that they went through a coaching change in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And it was an out of organization hire, which isn't traditionally what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to keep things in house, but his system's still being worked in. Uh, so you know, somebody like Pinelli who's been here for a few years, it's gonna take a little bit to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, same with most Rangers, but Philip Mashar. The, the, the thing about him is, is he's so good. You can just throw him in wherever and he's going to produce right away because again, he, he's a pro. You see it in the way he skates. You can see it in the way he, um, you know, he, uh, he carries the puck. It's just for, for somebody who's a little small, he's very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, I'm blown away by what I've seen so far. And it's, I wanted to see him in Kitchener, but it's, I, he would have had a really good year if he was in Laval too. Um, mm-hmm. Just from the minute he got here, uh, there's just a level of excitement. Um, it's the kind of player that the Raiders have really been lacking for the better part of a decade. We haven't had that, you know, that it factor player. Mm-hmm. We finally have it right now. And, and I'm excited to see what he can do. This is a type of player who can put up 45 goals in 47 games and he might do it. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, now, one thing I noticed in his draft year that was a bit lacking, especially at the pro level, was he had trouble getting to the inside and making plays under, you know, in contact and um, cutting to the middle of the ice to, to to string plays together. Do you see that as an issue so far with the Rangers? No, and I'm wondering if it's just a matter of uh, he knows how to manage his space better on a smaller ice surface. Um, he hasn't shied away from anything i found he's you know he's not going to go out and be be a physical player mm-hmm. and you're I, I wouldn't expect him at the next level to be one of those players who's going to be you know in the corners retrieving pucks um this that he's going to be a shooter that's what he's that's what he's going to be um but no i i haven't seen that i haven't seen too many issues in his game um i think one thing that i would like to see is is um maybe more minutes because mm-hmm. the, the coach is, uh, you know, he's trying to ease him into the North American game. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think with the time and space that he has, um, he's he's able to, to take advantage of what he's given. Uh, I, 
it's not, it's all it's not always easy for prospects to come over from a bigger ice surface to a smaller ice surface, but I think he's doing a very good job. Yeah, of course. I've always felt like his his style of play was sort of fitting to the North American style, and all that was missing really was that inside driven mindset. And so far with the Rangers, I haven't really seen him shy away from the inside of the of the ice um, like he did in in uh, in Slovakia. For me, this was a player who spent most of his time on the perimeter at the pro level, and I just don't see that this year, and that's very promising. Moving on from Mashar, though, there are two very interesting uh, draft-eligible prospects on the Rangers this year. Um, first, what are your impressions on Hunter Bristevis? Last season, the Rangers, they upset the Knights in the first round, mm-hmm. and it didn't look very good in the second round. They ended up pulling out a win. Um, but this was a team that was below 500. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very good team. The one thing that I maintained, and in even before they traded um, noted Habs prospect, uh, Arbor Jackye, mm-hmm. um, even before they traded him, I said the one thing that they're very clearly missing is a puck-moving defenseman and not, not, a, not one that – it didn't need to be one that was super skilled. Mm-hmm. Just somebody who is able to get the puck, you know, a clean exit um, and a clean entry. And Hunter Brzevich is is everything that was that was promised. He's highly skilled. He's very calm. He's actually making vets on this team look like, you know, he's looking like the vet. Yep. Um, arguably their best defenseman night in, night out. Mm-hmm. Um I think he might have been one of the first defensemen to put up uh, 11 assists in his first, I think it was 11 games yep. in Rangers history. So mm-hmm. he's come in and hasn't disappointed. And I don't think that – I don't know what we were expecting preseason. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's just a big defenseman. He uh, He's not overly physical, but he can be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he thinks more offense than than physicality, but he does have that, that asset in his game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's slick. He moves well. He doesn't panic, and that's my favorite part of his game is that, you know, if if he looks like he might get caught, he doesn't panic and make a play that might result in, in a penalty or, you mm-hmm. know, with him not being able to, to maintain his foot speed back to the back to the defensive zone. But, you know, he's, he's great. And I, think, uh, I think he's going to go a lot higher than people think. Yep. He's, he's flirting with the first round for me, and it's – the main thing in his game is you just know exactly what he's going to give you night in, night out, and that's breakouts, 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 clean zone entries after after one another. You know, it's it's just it's a very dependable game that he plays, and I've been really, really impressed, and he's grown on me. He was in my mentions for the top 32, but he's probably going to make an appearance uh, when December comes around. Uh, on that note, uh, what are your thoughts on Carson Rakoff? He's having a little issues adapting to the new structure in Kitchener, but mm-hmm. you can see by the way he plays, the way he skates, um, his shot selection, um, you know, just moving the puck uh, in all three zones, um, and his size too. You can tell that he's he's going to put it all together, but he's it's an adjustment for him and. I think we all kind of expected that, you know, he, he really ex- he really excelled last year in Mike McKenzie's system, and they're bringing in a new guy, again, an outside hire from the organization. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of players are, are having some issues right now. That's why you're not seeing Kitchener, um, who on, on paper well, should have, you know, a top five team in the OHL. You're, you're not seeing them perform to that expectation. Mm-hmm. But he's, uh, you know, there's been a couple nights this year where, you know, we're playing – 
you know, Owen Sound, who has who has Colby Barlow and we're going to play in Guelph, who has, you know, Cam Allen, and they have a couple top prospects from last year. Mm-hmm. And Carson's been the best player on the ice in those games. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's got some stuff to figure out. It's more just working within the systems and trying to find his game and for trying to find consistency. But he's I could I I, am, I originally thought he could be a first round talent and he, and he still could be, but I think the safe bet is probably he's he's in you know in that that 40 to 60 range. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a very interesting prospect. There's a lot of a lot of raw talent there. You know, it doesn't matter where he goes. You're getting a player who's going to be in the organization for, for years to come. Cool. Perfect. Um, so we'll continue on the Kitchener Rangers, talk about a couple other OHL prospects right after these messages. Do you like betting? BetOnline.net is your number one source for any wager that interests you. From the NFL to the NBA to the MLB and even NCAA football, UFC, golf, anything you like, they have you covered. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game on their website or app. They're, of course, a great source for all of your sports wagering information. With live betting, so you can keep up with bets as they unfold. Uh, They've got up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right. So again, this is Sebastian Jackson uh, from Smart Scouting, uh, the Wellesley Applejacks and the Black Girl Hockey Club Committee. Um, now let's continue talking about the Kitchener Rangers for a bit. I have a couple more questions for you. So first, between Hunter Bristevitz and Carson Rakoff, who do you think is the better prospect right now? Oh, Hunter. Um, this and he's. I think he's somebody who, um, you know, had he been been around last year, we might be talking about him on on the American World Junior radar um Mm -hmm. but he'll definitely he'll definitely be there next year he's again this is there's five defensemen um that i like some of them not from the ohl but there's there's around five defensemen that i like and he's he's one of them he's Mm -hmm. he's he's, you add him to your organization and your defensive prospect system and 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 you're laughing (laughs) absolutely uh now who is the most promising player on the kitchener rangers and why the pro- most promising player, um, obviously, is is going to be Philip Machar. Mm-hmm. Um, just ag- again, you know, the Rangers got a professional hockey player. They didn't get a junior hockey prospect. They got a professional hockey player, and he's going to have some bumps throughout the year too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Pinelli or or any of the the top line goes down, usually Rakoff is up there too. But right now they're you know, it's, it's Serpa and Vlad are, are, are getting reps up there too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, injuries are going to happen. His numbers might take a little bit of a hit. But uh, in most games, most nights, he's going to be the best player on the ice by a far margin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I said earlier, just a player who has that ability to score 45 goals in, in 47 games. Um, the offense to this point reminds me of Jeremy Moran because when the Rangers got Jeremy Moran back, you know, a little over a decade ago, they weren't getting a junior hockey prospect. They were getting a professional player mm-hmm. um, and came in and just filled the net. But Mishar is just, his skating is electric. Yep. Um, you know, he, 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 he knows what his weapons are and he's using them to his advantage. Mm-hmm. So anytime the puck's on his stick, he's not looking for, he's not looking for anybody. He's trusting his own instincts 
and he's just taken over the play. And that's what got him here to this point. Um, mm-hmm. Just, he's really good. Montreal fans should be really excited. 100%. Um, and finally, who's a sleeper on the Kitchen Rangers? A player who's going under the radar right now that you really like and, and might be a, a late-round gem in this draft? I think Matthew Ananovsky. Mm-hmm. Um I, I enjoy watching him, and his, his minutes are limited right now. You know, the Rangers have Roman Schmidt, who is really highly touted, uh, Tampa pick. Um, they got Hunter Brzevich, um on their blue line. Um, and then they have some some vets, you know, rocking the second pair. Um, Matthew Andernowski, to me, is – he's already – I'm not one that puts physicality over skill. I don't mm-hmm. like that. But it's hard not to notice his size. He skates very well for somebody his size too. Mm-hmm. And there's there is offense to his game. He's just not able to exhibit it when he's only playing eight, nine minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Um I think he is a late round gem. And I think next year when some of these defensemen, especially Schmidt, because he'll be in, in, in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um and Brushevich, he's gonna be you know, he'll probably have time away at, at uh, U.S. World Junior Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be minutes crawling next year, and he'll be a, a third-year player at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when we're going to really see that element of offense come. Um, but he's somebody that I, I wouldn't sleep on at all. There's there's a lot to like about his game, and it's, it's very simple right now, mm-hmm. but He's doing everything that's asked of him, and that is to play a simple game. So I, I really like him in the later rounds, um, you know, in the, in the same way that I loved Mitchell Martin last year. So, mm-hmm. For sure. It makes sense. Um, now let's move on to some, you know, non-Kitchener Rangers prospects who uh, will be eligible for this year's draft. Um, the first one that comes to mind, a player who's been slipping a lot, I mentioned him on our last episode, and it's Cam Allen, uh, right-handed defenseman for the Guelph Storm. Um, he's got seven points in 18 games so far this year. Uh, what's changed, in your opinion, so far? There's something... I, I'm i not going to put it all on him. I've seen some things that worry me, like mm-hmm. really, really worry me about him as a mm-hmm. prospect, but... Guelph was supposed to be an elite team this year, mm-hmm. and that's clearly not the case. They're 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 in the basement. They're losing games pretty bad at this point. I think they lost six two last night. It's it's not looking pretty. You know, it's it's only a matter of of days or weeks before you see Sasha Pashajov and a few others um, traded off the roster. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, some of their vets that are usually smart players like. Um, Matthew Patra, he's been suspended in back-to-back weeks for Slewfoot. So they're, yeah. they they haven't had a full roster. And, <clears throat> excuse me, their, uh, their coach, um, they they brought back uh, Scott Walker. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, he had to take a, a pretty well indefinite leave of absence two games into the season. Mm. So they promoted one of their assistant coaches. And I don't know how long he's been there for. I think he's been there for a few years. Mm-hmm. But it's the, it's the Kitchener effect, but they're just having a lot more of a difficult time adapting to new systems. So, so mm-hmm. before I I say my things about him, it should be noted that hey, Guelph right now is is having serious issues. Yeah. Um, but with Cam Allen, um, last year 
you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of media in Guelph, rightfully so, were, were comparing him to to Drew Doughty, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, that's a tall task because you know Drew Doughty, he's not so much anymore, but at one point he was kind of a, a generational defenseman. You only yep. seen him come around, you know, once every couple of years. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fair, and with what I was seeing, he he passed the eye test. He was a he was a great. He was very smart. He was responsible. He was great shot he uh he played well in all three zones he knew um how to how to generate offense from the blue line he was he was on the power to play last year and even in his own end he was, he was defensively responsible and he's he's got a big body so he knows how to clear the front of the net mm-hmm. um and, and he knows how to 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 move the puck out cleanly it's mm-hmm. it hasn't worked for him this year and i noticed going back to um the Holinka, which I, I believe it was, uh, where he was named captain. He made some very, very, very questionable uh, plays there. Yeah. Some of them, I think one of them resulted in a suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's trying to do too much right now. Um, and it, his head's not on straight. And I don't like saying it like that. But he's he's good for, for a boneheaded penalty or two. Yep. And not as bad as Arbor Jack guy, but the problem with Cam Allen is when that red mist is is there, it's there. Yep. Uh, it's that's that's going to be a bit of a problem. That and, and his attitude might be why he ends up slipping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that he'll figure out his play during the season uh, because eventually we're going to figure out. I think we're tra- starting to figure out what Guelph is, and it's not. You know, they're not they're not a good team. Um. So I think once he once he figures out, you know, that he doesn't have to be, you know, defenseman one through six, he just has to be Cam Allen. Mm-hmm. We'll start to see the play come. But yeah, it's he it looks like he's trying to do too much. He's making simple plays look really hard. And you know, when when people are comparing it to to, to Drew Doughty, that's that's a high expectation. So mm-hmm. uh I think I think that that people just put unfair expectations on this kid, and me too. I I'm certainly responsible for that. That's what we do as scouts. Yep. Um, but I think he's taking it to to heart, and he's he's struggling. It's. Mm-hmm. I think in any other year, he's he's a top five talent. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I he's slipping. He's he's slipping out of my first round. Same here. Yeah. Um, so it's been nice talking to you for today. We'll be back tomorrow with more from Sebastian Jackson. We'll talk about Callum Ritchie, then for Barkey, um, his experience working for a junior C team, uh, and his role at the Black Girl Hockey Club uh, as a committee member. Um, this has been Locked On NHL Prospects with Hattie Kalakesh and Sebastian Jackson. Just remind everyone where they can find you, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter uh, at SebJackson90. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's pretty much it. I, I'm on Instagram too, but it's it's usually just my my kids and trip photos. But that's Sebastian Jackson uh, ninety. Cool, good stuff. Uh, so we'll continue tomorrow with more from Sebastian. See you next time.